This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on separation anxiety part two, school anxiety. This is a large topic. This will be a hard problem to chip away at, uh, at in the time of these podcasts, but let's see if we can make some headway on key aspects of social anxiety. A former colleague of mine has a lot of high anxiety students who have trouble with attendance because they are so nervous about school. Some are single parents and some are, are not. Some are, uh, are on medication, psychiatric medication, some are not. Uh, separation anxiety. This ought to bring us to the critical element of attachment. Healthy attachment is first and foremost number one. Healthy attachment results from a warm, unconditionally accepting home life with the primary parent or both parents, if that's the case, um, fully engaged. Uh, engaged fathers is key to deepen security and the kid perceiving themselves as capable of taking changes, of making changes, uh, taking chances, being willing to leave their comfort zone. There's a dance between love and firmness, as Carmen Medi, a Minneapolis educator, identifies as critical to working with tweens and teens. And so uh, as teachers work with tweens and teens, they see parents and there's a dance there. So Medi nailed it right on the head. Warmth and firmness helps the child. It's a balance between encouragement and communicating belief in the child. Children need to hear, I know you can do this. They need to hear those positive statements um, stated by both educators, um, but especially parents. I know you can do this. I believe in you. You have great ability. And we, t- we talk about it's critical for parents to take uh, two moments of warmth per day um, as key to that relationship, that healthy attachment, two moments of warmth. And so uh, that's eye contact and that's saying goodness, calling out goodness in that child, speaking goodness over that child. Uh, I know you can do this. I believe in you. You have great ability. I see you as someone that can really overcome obstacles. You have a lot going for you right now. You seem to overcome fear very well. I'm very impressed by how how you have overcome some some things over this past year. I'm very impressed by how you have approached relationships here in the fifth grade. I'm very impressed um, by by some of the ways that you have uh, taken on um, some difficult areas like math. Uh, this past quarter. Um, so our kids need incur- that, that encouragement and parents to communicate belief in the child, speaking good over them, calling good out of them. You know, there's a lot to this topic of school anxiety. Last week I spoke of a behavioral rehearsal upon departures as a way to help with the separation more effectively. So with behavioral rehearsals, you're establishing a goodbye ritual and practicing it in comfortable settings on weekends or at times when laughter, warmth, and mommy time is available. So we talked about decide on what mommy will say, decide on what Jenny will say, decide on the secret handshake, decide on the steps, first the secret handshake, then the double hug, then the back tap, then the departing statement. So whatever that secret handshake is and then the departure you practice, And parents reinforce departure with composure, pup, poise, under pressure. Um, 
And, and so what about the school? What can teachers do in the school when helping a child who's experiencing anxiety? One thing is scaling. On a scale of 0 to 10, 0 is completely relaxed. 10 is maximum anxiety. Perhaps the child can have a post-it on the corner of her, his or her desk that allows the child to communicate with the teacher their level of anxiety. Young children can incorporate faces. A teacher can also incorporate a safe zone. As a child progresses in his or her return to school, having a comfortable place to go to the classroom, go in the classroom when anxiety elevates to a 5 or a 6 or higher that will allow them to practice their breathing techniques. This can be like the reading area of the classroom. And one side note on breathing techniques, that exhale is key in getting the carbon dioxide out. That exhale is key. And so counting and there's other ways on breathing techniques. But in this safe zone, I recommend the safe zone as temporary. Uh, perhaps going there once a day for the first few weeks upon return to school. But after a while, perhaps they go there only once or twice a week. Safe zones help with gradual anxiety reduction. That being said, we don't want this to become a new point of avoidance. And as we know, avoidance reinforces anxiety. Teachers maintaining communication with counselors is a helpful key here if possible. And we know how busy teachers are. Involved parents um, and looking for opportunities to reinforce boldness are some key additional keys to help teachers. Um, and I want to emphasize the key to communicate, uh, one of the keys, communicating belief in the child. Eye contact, looking right them, right in them, and speaking into their life. You have great ability. So I know this is a large topic, but I wanted to give some things here on separation anxiety part two regarding school anxiety. This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's Parenting Podcast. <laughs>